Welcome to Life, Love, and Lessons, a safe space where we do all things with love and opulence. This podcast is for men and women of all ethnicities, experiences, opinions, life paths, and professional or rough backgrounds who are somehow involved in the space of dating or relationships, whether it's online or in person, or simply interested in love, spirituality, living the good life, learning, or just here to be inspired, entertained, intrigued, or in tune with life's personal pleasures. Listen intently, open your mind, and vibe. beautiful people. In the essence of being Alante Anise, I owe you a reflection. I made my world available to you. I opened the door steady and with a smile and invited you in. I offered you a glass of love with a plate of life with a side of lessons and you accepted. I honestly don't know if this month of me sharing my struggles has helped you or opened up your mind. However, I hope it's done something good for you. As for me, it has granted me the courtesy of almost getting back to my normal state of being. I say almost because I am still not there, just closer than I was when I recorded that first episode. There are still plans to make, things to do, and goals to accomplish, bills to pay, and commitments to commit to, and thoughts to be expressed. When it's all said and done, and I can wholeheartedly admit that I feel like I am who I know best, I will be at peace, and that means this particular struggle has finally left the building. And I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to being able to put all of this behind me. Last week, I got ahead of myself and told you we would be discussing small talk conversations. But then a shift happened. Life happened. Instead, we will reflect. It was summer 1989. I was still baking in my mother's womb when... (laughs) I'm kidding. While I would love to indulge in the history of my of the making of my circumstances a bit deeper, this is not that. This episode is a reflection of this current struggle. When life is as it should be in my mind, I do weekly and monthly reflections. It allows my introverted self the ability to hold myself accountable because only I know what's really happening. I haven't done my reflections to my standards since March of this year. I rated the month of March 2020 a 5 out of 10. Credit loss towards being homeless and COVID-19 canceling my 30th birthday, Ghana, and Costa Rica. But those five credits still standing deserve a standing ovation. I brought the month in with soul friends in Chicago, which is always a good time. And I was acting company commander during an out-of-state annual training exercise, which I was awarded for in the end. To God be the glory. Early 2018, I got promoted in the Army. I went from enlisted to officer the same week I received my third degree, which was my master's in social work from USC. I hesitated with that promotion 
and was advised not to take it at the time because if I did, I would lose my job. I had been working my dream job for a little over two years, and it was a federal and state role that that was able to pay me as an enlisted soldier, but not able to pay me on my officer pay scale. If I took the military promotion, my job could no longer afford me, and I would have to quit and move on. I didn't want to quit, and I didn't want to deny my military promotion. My job didn't want me to quit, didn't want to lose me. So we came up with a way to keep me, but I wouldn't be working for the state of California anymore. I would be working for myself as a contractor and not getting any any benefits. That deal sounded horrible. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't really want to do it, but I also wasn't ready to leave my job. I couldn't see myself anyplace else at the time. I sat with my mentor and she told me to pick my price. I would be getting paid my worth, but I will also be responsible for my own benefits and paying the IRS. She told me how much to set aside each month. And in that moment, I knew I was not going to be paying the IRS quarterly. That was my first mistake. Early 2018, I also had the opportunity to move out of my fancy two-bedroom, two-bath, two-balcony, cathedral ceiling apartment on the golf course next to the marina, a mile away from the ocean. Yes, all of that. But I declined. I had a lot of visitors coming in, a teenage daughter that I would soon adopt, and I was comfortable. I love space. I love decorating and I, got, and I had decorated that space so beautifully, painted the walls, kept fresh flowers in my living and dining room. I didn't want to leave. I was also in my last semester of grad school and about to celebrate my 28th birthday. I didn't have the energy to move into a smaller or cheaper place. So I stayed in my beautiful yet expensive apartment, took the military promotion, became a contractor at my dream job, and didn't pay my taxes. I spent my whole money, or all of my money, on living. I took 12 vacations, and that was not including my normal day-to-day luxuries I lived when I was home in California. As I said, I lived well. I never had a budget or looked at a price tag of something I wanted and put it back because it was too high. I was in a constant state of treating myself and others. In 2019, I decided to try to spend less and do less because I heard about something called financial independence and it sounded like my type of community. At least the lives these people live once they had reached financial independence sounded like what I was up to. The knowledge kind of just fell into my lap and I attached to it. I got deeper and deeper, and it was during that time I filed my 2019 taxes that I was unsure of how long it was going to take me to get back to a financially comfortable place. But I knew I was going to have to commit to learning and doing more, budgeting, investing, and paying off debt. So I moved into a cheaper, smaller place in 2019, about a mile away from my previous place. It was about $1,000 cheaper, 
So a little over $2,000 a month. And I stayed true to myself. It was closer to the ocean, a block away actually, on the same block of the entrance to the ocean. My backyard was the marina and a bike trail and a TRX court and day bars and restaurants that had the best drinks and seafood. (laughs) It was $1,000 cheaper. Give me a little credit. So I said no to most travel plans and only really could only really committed to seeing my family, seeing my friends, getting married and treating myself on a trip to Bali, Indonesia. I was also faced with another financial dilemma. I had to go to Oklahoma for a month and to Texas for three months to do some military training if I wanted to keep my rank and promote in the military. People think I get paid so much in the military. That might be the case for many, but for myself and many other professional officers in the National Guard, my military pay is not as much as my civilian pay and I lose money when I leave my civilian job for my military duties. It's not the worst thing. I love the military and what I do for my country and my soldiers. I'm not complaining about the pay. That's not why I do it. It's just a situation to prepare for where you're going to have to quit your civilian job to go get paid less for four months and you have a lot of debt with the IRS and school loans to pay off. I have one credit card with a balance that I wanted to pay off before 2020 and then life got interesting. Good thing I never fold. Life got hard and I got more focused. I naturally multitask. So I choose my priorities and roll with them. I entered to man- I entered a manifestation stage and started visualizing what I wanted after this hard phase. The military life is a structured vacation for me. Because of my personality and state of being, it's easy living and I adapt automatically to the rigid rules of this lifestyle template that they give us. It's literally just wake up early, work out, eat three meals a day, learn, be active, train, be on time, follow orders, and complete the mission that's given to you. I've never identified so effortlessly with any other way of life. I like order and being healthy and looking good. So while I was losing money for those four months, the last four months of 2019, I was also focused and leveling up in other areas of my life, such as building relationships, reading, financial knowledge, investing, losing fat, gaining muscle, and paying off debt thanks to the friend who stayed in my apartment while I was away. Have you ever gotten an MRI? If you have, you know how loud and disruptive it is. You're laying there still and brave. While the magnetic resonance takes images of your anatomy and it seems like it should be peaceful because you go inside a tunnel and it's just to take pictures, but because there's no x-ray, it's just obnoxiously making noise while you're laying there to get your pictures taken, hoping they don't reveal too much damage to your anatomy. The noise is not just loud, it's rude and annoying because they typically give you headphones to listen to music or comedy while you're inside the machine. And the noise from the MRI distracts you from being still and focusing on the images or the music 
because it just won't stop. It gets louder. It changes its rhythm and it's persistently disturbing you. That's, has, that's basically how the devil has been showing up to, to attack me, doing everything he can to bring me down, just persistently being loud, noisy, disruptive, all in my mind. Now, I admit, my own choices started the financial setback, but I finally decided to act right, and I must have made the negative energy around me mad because it came harder, like that loud MRI. I spent hours at AT&T and Apple trying to get my Apple Watch fixed on several days and paid it off in one seating to avoid having reoccurring charges on my phone bill for the watch. A week later, after it was fixed and I was out of $500, I was just sitting in class and looked at the time to find my watch shattered. It was the oddest thing. I was literally sitting and going on by my daily routine, taking notes, drinking my gallon of water, minding my business, and somehow my watch screen shattered. It was so bad, I couldn't see the screen and the entire face of the watch came off. I was sitting down, doing nothing. I'm not sure how it happened. With insurance, it was $300 to get fixed or replaced. I refused. I made peace with the fact that I had just spent $500 several days and many hours on this really nice and helpful watch, but I had to say goodbye. That's just one unexplained random financial loss that really made no sense. And it was the end of 2019, but I didn't waver. I paid off my credit card, paid the IRS off, started a Roth IRA account, and had goals and a plan. I started a new job in 2020, and they didn't pay me. I was working and working and waiting for my check, and the payroll department was like, are you sure we didn't pay you? It was the craziest thing. I was like, how can you all not see that I worked all these hours and my checks don't reflect these hours? It took months to get that money, but I needed it on time. I drove from Texas to California and pulled up at home for the first time in four months. It felt so good to be home and to sleep in my bed. I woke up that next morning and went to my car to find it missing. My car was towed from my own parking lot. I didn't have my parking tag on my car because my guest had it and I was gone for four months. I was tired and it was 1 a.m. when I arrived after a 22-hour road trip. The parking tag wasn't on my car, but I had the key to get into my gated community, and they towed my car. It was a $400 fee to get it back, and it took me three months of going back and forth with the leasing office before they just applied it to my rent. I was teaching and expecting a check bi-weekly, like my previous years of teaching, and when I didn't get paid after two weeks of teaching, I reached out to my friend who was also a teacher. And she told me that the school district switched to once to once a month payments. And I needed my money like yesterday. So I was asked to fly to, to Iowa to meet with people and plan our training for the military. And I knew they would pay me, so I agreed to do it. And of course, that money took a while to make it to me. All of this was happening in January of 2020. 
And I had never asked anybody outside of my birth parents for money. It was never a thought. I always just made my own money. I lost a family member and I couldn't afford a flight. A cousin reached out to me for money and I couldn't afford to give along. A friend reached out for my help to help fund her daughter's school activities and I couldn't afford it. I was sitting in church and felt ashamed when it came time for tithes and offers because I couldn't afford my 10%. I literally didn't have it. I saw some really great clothing items that belonged in my closet and I couldn't afford them. I declined my weekly coffee date with my friend because I couldn't afford the coffee. She insisted I come and let her pay. But when I tell you I couldn't afford it, I was working but no money was being deposited into my account. And it was a fight to get it. And the longer I had to wait for my money, the more I used my credit card that I had recently paid off and the further I went into debt. I got a medical bill in the mail and I was so confused because I hadn't paid for a doctor's visit or a prescription ever in my life. All of a sudden, a copay is required. I learned that I had been getting free services because of my veteran status, but because I had reached five years of being home from overseas in 2020, those free services expired. I was under a lot of stress from the setback, so I agreed to go to Washington for the military while I waited for everyone to pay me, and for the first time, I had to ask a friend for money. It wasn't even a little money for a small expense. I needed my rent paid. I don't think I was in bad spirits or depressed or discouraged at that time because that's just not who I am. I don't worry. Maybe it's me, the God in me, or my faith in him. I was still smiling, happy and hopeful in January and February. And then I finally really stepped into the wrong space. I came home from two weeks in Washington and had two flat tires. My car wasn't even moving. It was parked on a military base. Why was this happening to me? I didn't really care why. I was just thankful I had AAA and a credit card. Then I got sick. I don't play around with my immune system. Safety and health are important to me. So being sick is not something I have much experience with. But this year, it hit me hard. I couldn't work. I was sitting at home with no money and bills piling up and roadblocks growing, and I was sick. I had no energy. I had nobody to take care of me, and no medicine was helping. I had symptoms of the flu, COVID-19, a sinus infection, and strep throat. I had to turn down a long-term teaching job and call off work and just sit in my house. Thankful God had God had given me a home at that time to sit in. And I just took it all in as I could as I nursed myself back to health. If you go to alontandies.com and see the pictures from my 30th birthday blog post, I was sick that day, quarantined at home and trying to stay motivated as I took my own birthday photos in the comfort of my last California living room. It was a good time. In March, after I returned from celebrating life and friendship in Chicago, 
I quickly packed up my home and moved it into storage and headed to Iowa. I was mentally exhausted from having to say goodbye to my apartment and having had to deal with all the stressors and knowing I was going to move into a home with a friend who I really couldn't trust or depend on just to save money after all my travels. I was uncomfortable in Iowa, but I was also the commander and had a lot of responsibility and soldiers to take care of. I was looking forward to Ghana and Costa Rica. My mental breakdown started when I got word that that was canceled. I literally couldn't breathe. It was a hard pill to swallow, and not only that, I had no time to work out because I was so exhausted from having to lead a company and grieving. All on my spare time, that's what I was doing, crying, grieving. I couldn't make the gym hours and I had no energy to run. In April, I started the Insanity Challenge, something I do often, and I made it through two weeks. I was homeless, schools and clinics were closed, so I couldn't work. And I was house surfing with friends and sleeping in my office at the military installation. At some point in April, during my challenge, I felt my hip pain resurface. It was an injury that started nine years ago on the hills of Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. I've been to physical therapy and gotten many x-rays over the years. And I even spent the week on bed rest in Afghanistan because my right hip and knee had their stubborn moments. I was always able to stretch and massage the pain away, but this year, that didn't work. Not only did my hip and knee stop cooperating, I developed something called plantar fasciitis, which is just the nerves in my feet don't want to be bothered. It hurts to walk, to stand, to be on my feet for long periods of time. At this point, I'm like, Are you serious? I love a good challenge, and I'm not a punk by any means. It was all fun and games until my ability to run was taken from me. I don't want to play this game anymore. For the first time in my life, dealing with life and its challenges, I quit. For real. That's how I feel. Not being able to run is like not being able to go to therapy. Therapy. Therapy keeps us mentally sane. I've gained 20 pounds this year in four months. And hopefully you've been listening. So you know I've had to endure some other challenges along the way with the military and moving to Texas. My body rejects Texas. My spirit is just not for it. From liberal California to the Republic of Texas is a big change that requires even more of my focus to get back centered. This is the background of life right now. The things you don't see. The truths you don't know by watching stories and liking pictures you see on social media. I have many more unfortunate things that have happened this year that contributed to the attack to my home life, my car, my credit score, my finances, my mental state, my physical health, my fitness. And I'm tired. I'm calm. I'm hopeful and I'm positive about what's to come. However, I'm also over it. As I said, I have plans to make, things to do, goals to accomplish, bills to pay, and so much more. 
I get a little bit done each day versus all of this happening when I used to get a lot done each day. And I know I'm making progress and doing better compared to May and June. So I'm going to focus on that progress. I'll keep striving and working towards my completion of this journey. But you know, I actually write out my reflections on paper. And I haven't wrote a reflection in a few months due to my mental being compromised. So my goal is to be able to do that this week. As I continue working on losing all of this stress weight. But also, I know my body. This weight is here to stay as long as the stress is here. So it's really important for me to get my mental state and routine back aligned so my health and my body can get back to my normal state or better. So that's kind of a a summary of life. I've been working on a lot per usual and trying to get back right. And most of my thoughts during my idle time are, you've guessed it, love and sex. Relax, I don't have much idle time. I'm still a productive lady, so my schedule is pretty full of working out, drinking water, trying to eat and making sure I'm eating the right things like vegetables, fruits, and proteins, studying, checking in with my loved ones, working, being creative, and pouring into people. Due to me having so much debt right now and trying to get back on track financially, I'm loving myself by doing no-spend challenges, not buying furniture for my apartment, and going to the gym even when I don't feel like it. I work for the National Guard with the state of California and in another capacity with the state of Texas and for God. So I don't have much idle time, but love. It will never matter what life throws at us. We can't deny love. At this time, I know I'm somebody's wife and I will be an amazing life partner and mother someday. However, I don't know if now is a good time for me to be dating or having sex. Actually, let me rephrase. I feel like now is not a good time for me to be dating or having sex. That's heavy. I have all this love and sexual energy to give, and I'm talking about keeping it all locked up for now. Now, I've taken years off from dating before just because I'm used to and comfortable doing life alone. And it's not a stressful way versus being in a situation with someone who really isn't helping. This time around, though, I believe I'm meeting the right kind of man who might be worth my time and effort. And it's not as easy as it used to be to withdraw my time, attention and efforts. Truth be told, now will be the perfect time to withdraw. I'm not seriously involved with anyone. And if someone is actively pursuing me with long-term goals, he isn't doing enough because I don't feel it. That's not to say the men are doing the right thing or they, or they aren't going about dating me correctly. I'm going through my own things right now and I want what I want. Not every man is wired to provide that. And that thing is very specific. There are a lot of great men in Texas. I feel loved simply due to having having had the pleasure of meeting or crossing paths with them. It's complicated, though. 
There are those men who can only offer and provide sex and persistent affection, and they're committed. What I mean is, if I was just looking for sex and affection, I would be winning. However, due to wanting more, like mental attraction, consistent and effective communication, intimacy, romance, similar interests, quality companionship, shared or common values, support, masculine energy at all times, outdoor dates and quality time without sex, but also great sex and persistent and genuine communication. (laughs) The men who want more than sex aren't bringing all that to the table. Maybe they're just taking things slow. Maybe they're still learning how to provide those things or they just haven't convinced themselves that they want to show or give those things to me. All I know for a fact is that I don't feel like I'm feeling how I deserve to feel, if that makes sense. I find myself feeling lack, like I'm missing something in my dating relationships, and I don't really like it. It presents this pattern or energy of the unknown. You know, I don't know what you want. I don't know what you're feeling. I don't know what you need. I don't know if you want me or desire me. I don't know if you feel the same way that I feel and so on and so on. And that turns into making these impulsive decisions or deciding you want to be alone or disappear. So what do we do? Communicate, because that's what love would do. We don't overthink or sabotage the situation due to our feelings of lack or the unknown. We respectfully express our feelings and share our thoughts with the other person or people in hopes of developing a consensus or greater understanding. You never know unless you ask or talk things out. And we need to know. Maybe it's best for me to postpone or put my love life on the on back order to January 21. Or maybe there's someone in my life right now who's willing to do more and ready to ride with me right now. What's decided is this. I'm no longer focused on love in my life in terms of the love of my life. More so just attracting love and loving relationships, whether that's with friends, whether they're male or female. Not so much my love life. Not at this time. I think I might be better suited in a few months because right now, I need to put my energy and focus on me. However, if there's someone in my life right now who made me feel how I desire to feel with a partner, I could give my love and attention and efforts to him at this time. I just don't have it right now and I'm not going to force it. And I'm definitely not going to commit to these sex-only entanglements because I really need a mental and spiritual connection And I need that attraction to come with sex in order for me to really enjoy it. Shout out to growth. Thanks to a friend of mine, I know of a clitoral vibrator stimulator. I will soon be adding that to my collection of sex toys for future usage as I work hard to ignore the sex only providers and get get better at pleasing myself. I really can't afford to substitute birth control pills with plan B. And if I'm really committed to being healthier, I really can't agree to having a baby without a life partner either. 
And I don't want to talk about condoms. I want to talk about how I'm over here feeling my lessons from the last couple of years. In the last couple of weeks, I've been getting job offers in California because you know that's where my single self belongs. The jobs are my speed, my style, and my desired pay scale. However, I've lived that life. And I miss my family. And I really neglected my love life for my career. I'm not saying I'll live like that again if I go back. I'm saying it's time for a new thing. It's time to pour into my family and to be here with them and for them. And to give love a chance. I'm not blocking love by any means, no matter where I go. It's just more on my radar here versus being in California. I really didn't sit still long enough to love a man, even if I wanted to. I'm trying this Texas life out. And I assure you, only way I'm staying is if I meet my husband. I'm here for my family, and I will plan to be here at least until my youngest brother graduates high school, which is like five long years from now. If it's one thing I know from all these years, though, anything can happen. I can change locations like Michigan weather, but I also no commitment to values like Texas government. We talked about my outrageously expensive taste. So my current lesson is about shopping less expensive pieces, and it's a process. Everything I really want is over $1,000. But seriously... I'm taking my time now. Instead of just purchasing what I want and sticking to it, I'm allowing myself the time and space to talk myself out of buying really expensive things just because I want them. When I know I can find something way cheaper, it may be less quality or not the exact style I was going for, but it serves the same purpose and still looks lovely and expensive because I styled it. It takes time to find those less expensive quality pieces. So I'm making peace with my half-furnished apartment right now. My money is going to the IRS once again and my credit card once again. And I'm thinking I'm going to pay my car off. I know I can have my car paid off next year if I focus. And that's just a little bit more appealing than this million-dollar furniture that I want. (laughs) I'm doing my own makeup, nails, toes, and waxes to save money. I'm spending less, buying cheap spirit flights, and investing in what really matters. Family, friendships, relationships, and self. I'm making sacrifices. Make decisions today that your future self will thank you for. I know the rest of this year and next is going to be a beautiful comeback story. And I'll be consumer debt free again real soon with a beautiful, fully furnished home and lavish lifestyle in Dallas, Texas. I'll be traveling more and back to blogging and taking pictures really soon because you know me. I live life the way I want to remember it. My last question for you. Are you done or bored learning about your host yet? I never get bored with me, but I am done talking primarily about myself and my current struggles. I think this episode in all of July outlines the main points, and I assure you, I'm fighting back. All of these attacks are just efforts towards tackling my gifts, and I won't allow it.
I will be willing to discuss more of this hard time with anyone interested in a more intimate setting. But looking forward on life, love, and lessons, I will be discussing more of relationships for the rest of the summer to include dating, friendships, parenting styles. Let's start with some values and factors that are involved in creating beneficial relationships and mixing it with those real life or toxic unwanted traits or defense mechanisms that keep us from building those relationships. I'm inviting guests and overcoming my resistance with technology, and we're going to figure this thing out together. In the meantime, as we prepare for five weekends in August, be sure to do your reflection, ponder your lessons, and work towards a better version of you. Stay beautiful and be blessed. With love, gratitude, and opulence, I thank you so much for your time your ears, and your mind. Please send any topic suggestions via Instagram, email, and or reviews. Check the show notes for details. Share more love by recommending this podcast and or hitting subscribe. Peace and blessings. Until next time.